Welcome to Chosen Generation Ministries with Pastor Paul Morgan. We are a non-denominational multicultural ministry based in the heart of Richmond, Virginia. CGM helps to develop nurturing, healthy relationships with ourselves, others, and God. We are a conversational church that engages our congregation in an active dialogue that enhances their personal walk with Jesus Christ in all aspects of life. Let's join Pastor Paul. So guys, this year allowed us to reprioritize our lives because it gave us time to think about what's important, the things that we need to think about. But most of all, it got us to a point where we had to get on our knees. We had to pray. We had to spend time with God because there were situations and circumstances that went on. It allowed us to see from a different perspective. And I always like to say from God's perspective. Because if we look from God's perspective, we'll always know that we're looking right. It allowed us to see what we were really made of. Did you see what you were made of? Were you as strong as you thought you were? Or you, you had to bow down sometimes? Amen. <laughs> it caused us to see what we really believe. Do we believe that Jesus is a provider? That he's a healer? That he's a deliverer? Our home place, where I grew up in Covington, I'm in Richmond now, um, my, my nephew lived there, you know, because we, we all moved out. And um, so a person picked him up about a half an hour before this incident took place. But the house blew up. Gas blew up. In the house, if he had been in there, he would have died. It blew all the windows out. But God. But God. The place where we grew up. And it just blew. If he had been in there, we would be doing service today. But I'm just talking about just take a moment and think about all the ways that God blessed you. That God kept you. Did you take time to say thank you? Because a lot of stuff went on, guys. And you're going to hear a testimony today about how the enemy tried to take them. But let, let, let me just go ahead and start the message. That was the, the pre-service. <laughs> so I've been doing a teaching on entering God's rest because I recognize that that's a place that we need to go. We need to enter into his rest. And it's a choice. And uh, this is our foundation of scripture in John chapter 16, verse 33, it says in the Amplified, this is Jesus talking. I've told you these things so that in me you may, that's your choice, have perfect peace. And we just said that God's word says that he would always help. In the world, well, that's where we live, you will have tribulations and distress and sufferings. And we talked about this, but make sure you're not the cause of it. But be, <laughs> be courageous, be confident, be undaunted. Be filled with joy. That's a decision that we make. But joy is what the Holy Spirit gives us when he comes to live and dwell in us. Happiness is totally different. Happiness depends on what you get. Like, did you get the things you wanted for Christmas? Yeah. Let's see, see, we got two to say yes. What about this side over here? Y'all got? Okay, this side, what about over here? Okay, see, they were happy because they got. <laughs> but joy has nothing to do with outside circumstances. What he goes on to say is, I have overcome the world. My conquest is accomplished and my victory abiding. And we talked about what abiding is. It's constantly being around. So in him, if, he, if he's in us and we know he is, then we have already overcome the world. 
All we have to do is go by what we, what's on the inside instead of what we see. Because whatever we see, you can write this down, is temporary. Whatever we see is temporary. But whatever God says is eternal. Meaning that it won't alter, it won't shift, it won't change. So we talked about Jesus is our peace. So where do we get peace? Where do we get rest? Where do we get victory? But that's a decision that we have to make. See, he, he said, I said before you, life and death, blessing and cursing, therefore choose life. So think about it. Who, who wants to choose a curse? But we've done it, right? So we talked about knowing my true source, that Jesus is our true source. That's where we get our power from. Number two, we talked about understanding I'm not God. I got a lot of feedback on that one because people still wanted to be God. <laughs> Well, well, what about this, Pastor? Can I do this part? If you want to. We talked about tapping into his, his attributes, the things that he is, we are. Last week, we talked about knowing I am loved. That was awesome. About how this young lady decided that she could, she thought that she could identify or determine her worth, whereas God determined your worth. Now, it's up to us whether to walk in what he's determined. And today, we're going to talk about staying in your lane. Uh-oh, the anointing. Your lane is the anointing. But if I said stay in your, staying in our anointing, people say that's too spiritual, Sharon. But if I say staying in your lane, anybody ever had a situation where people uh, uh, bullying you on, on, on the highway? Anybody had a situation like that? Where you just wish you could get them to stay in their lane? And then it messed up your day because you start focusing on them after they drove by? So we're going to talk about staying in our lane. Or under the anointing. The anointing means to bless. That's God blessing us. The anointing means protection. That's why we're still here. That's why my nephew is still here. See, see the anointing never stops. The anointing increases as we walk in it. The anointing is empowerment. Empowered to do what God has called us to do. Now, the, the simplest format for me for the anointing is, you can write this down, God upon flesh or in flesh doing only that which God can do. What is the anointing? God inside of us doing only that which God can do. The word of knowledge. That's God in us doing only what God can do. That's us being able to, to acknowledge something that no one told us about. Laying hands on the sick and seeing them, seeing them recover. That's God in our flesh doing only that which God can do. Because we can't lay hands on anybody and get them healed. But because we are anointed, then what happens is when we lay hands on people, they get healed. If they choose to. Y'all got to grab that thing about if. If. Because you can do everything that God's word says towards people. But if they see themselves in a different light, they won't receive it. You, you can try to bless somebody financially. <clears throat> I don't need that. And you can see they need it. God told you to give it to them. But that's up to them. You, you, you can tell people, focus on those things that are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, of good report, virtuous, and deserving of praise. I don't want to think on that. What about the situation? Well, the situation is still the situation. But if you get bogged down by the situation, how are you supposed to see your way clear? So anointing means to consecrate for office or religious service. 
like Pastor Parson, consecrated me to be a pastor. So that consecration. I consecrated elders and deacons at this church. Lay hands on them, prayed. So that's an empowerment. Anointing means chosen. Doesn't <laughs> be like God picked you. God picked you. Everybody sitting here, everybody that's a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ has been chosen to be a believer and chosen for an office, chosen for something specific that God wants them to do. And guys, I, I, I hate to, to, to spoil your party, but he says fulfillment comes from him. So you can have all the money in the world, but if you're not operating in the anointing that God called you to, you won't be excited about life. You'll always be looking for something else. Because joy only comes from him. So let's talk about the benefits of staying in our lane. Yeah, y'all think there's a benefit to staying in your lane? Staying in the anointing? <laughs> so I'm going to give you a scripture in a minute. But see, uh, I'm going to take you to the Old Testament. So Eli was the priest. And Eli's job was to lay hands on Saul to become king. And so let me look at. First, uh, look at 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 6 through 7 in the Amplified. Then the Spirit of the Lord, so understand that the Spirit of the Lord in the Old Testament came upon. The Spirit of the Lord in the New Testament comes in. Big difference. Old Testament upon, New Testament in. So in New Testament, the Holy Spirit lives in us. Old Testament, he lived upon us. So, so goes on to say, then the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you mightily. How is it going to come? So if he comes upon us mightily, how are we supposed to live? <laughs> so write this down. Don't dumb down as a believer. Uh-oh. Anybody ever dumb down as a believer? You, you, you go out to eat. I appreciate your honesty. Three people, four. Thank you. Thank you all the way from Atlanta. Still, still raise a hand to truth. Amen. How many of us won't pray when you're with certain people? That's dumbing down. You the one get sick, they, they, they the one ask you to go to that restaurant. How many of us won't pray for people because somebody might see us or ask us what's going on? I'm telling you, man, we're not supposed, when he came in us mightily, that's how we're supposed to remain. And you will prophesy with them. So Saul is walking and going towards this group of people. And he didn't prophesy before. So when Eli laid hands on him, Samuel, I'm sorry, Samuel. So when he laid hands on him, Eli laid, laid hands on him, what happened was, as he was starting to walk, Eli told him, you're going to run into a group of guys who are already prophesying. Because I laid hands on you, what's going to happen is, when you meet that group, you're going to start prophesying. So you need to take a look at who you're hanging around with. You take a look at your five friends that you hang around with right now, in five years, you're going to be just like them. So... So Eli was telling him in advance, what's going to happen is you won't have to come up to their level. You'll already be at their level. So that's a part of the point. And you will be transformed. I want y'all to check this out. You will be transformed and will be a new person. When the anointing comes upon you, you become a new person. You look the same. If you were bald, you still bald. If you got hair, you still got hair. If you're tall, you're still tall. If you're short, you're still short. I'm going to leave it at that. But on the inside, you turn into a totally different person. And the thing about this person is, you don't know who he is. Because things will manifest as you need them. That's what the anointing does. 
Okay? So you will be transformed and you will be a new person. Say new. Samuel told Saul. Samuel told Saul. Alright, look at 1 Samuel, uh, I'm still going with chapter 10, verse 6 to 7. In verse 7 it says, and, the, and these confirming signs, when these confirming signs are accomplished, meaning that once you meet these guys and you start speaking and you start prophesying, which you couldn't prophesy before, once you meet and you start prophesying, so once the anointing hits you, there are going to be signs following you. So when they follow you, just enter into them. You will know that you, you are ready. Uh-oh, ready for what? Whatever you've been called to do. And he goes on and says, whatever job you're given to do, do it because God is with you. But I want to give the translation, if it was New Testament, it says, whatever, you, you, whatever job you've been given to do, do it because God is in you. I never had training as a pastor. But because the anointing failed, in me, came in me, he told me how to do it. At my previous church, I, I ended up being an assistant pastor, so I was called to do things. But that was just training for what I'm doing now. The same way that you have been called to do things, so guys, accept the training as serious. Because you think, oh, they're just using me. Man, why, how come they don't call on Billy Bob and Sally to get it done? Y'all understand? Am I lying on anybody? Because we get upset because we think we're being used. Yeah, you are being used. You're being used by God. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Let, let, let me talk about the anointing. Let me go back to the anointing. Y'all <laughs> I told you what the anointing was, right? God in us doing only that which God can do. So I want you, in your own time, I want you to read what I, the, the scripture that I just went over. In uh, 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 6, go from start at verse 1 all the way to uh, verse 10. Okay? The anointing causes you to become a new person. We talked about that. How many are the same person? Any of y'all the same person after you got born again in Spearfield? What did you notice different about yourself first? More patient? Shout it out. Saw things different. Anybody else see anything different? <laughs> Forgave easier. Did you start giving? Started giving. Started tithing. Not immediately. I appreciate your honesty, brother. Say not immediately. It took a little time. The anointing had to seek deeper in there. That's it. It had to take hold to the pocketbook. Take hold to the check. Amen? What else did you notice? Did, were you chasing the, 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 the opposite sex as much as you used to? Did, did things slow down a little bit? Did you start staying at home when you were sneaking out? I'm just talking to people. It's, I hope it's okay to be okay about the anointing. What, what else did you notice? I'm just calling it out. You dropped reefer. How many? No, no, no they, they ain't raised the hand. In the comment section, just fill out. You just got rid of reefer. You're free of reefer. How many dropped porn? Don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. Just leave it right there. I hit. Huh? huh? Celibacy. Got into celibacy. Wasn't in it before, and now you're in it. So you know the anointing. He said, when the anointing comes, it's going to do some stuff. Stop chasing every. Oh, go ahead. I'm going to go ahead. Start talking different. Stop cussing. I ain't say she was cussing, but stop cussing. Stop shouting at people. I hear somebody raise their hand in the back. Oh, praying for others more than you're praying for, for yourself, especially when the others mess up. 
It used to be a time, strike them dead, Lord, strike them dead. And, and you would stand right there and watch, you know, you watch, you know. You, you keep your safe distance so it's, if it, they got struck. But but that's what you did. That's what we did, right? Look, Lord, strike them. And then you get you, you go like uh, a gangster on them. Don't just kill them. Kill the whole family. Now, am I lying on people? Am I, uh, see, y'all trying to act like y'all y'all was under an anointing all, all the time. You wasn't. You wasn't. You wasn't. Anybody want the whole family to go? Just raise your hand. Just raise your hand. I got one person. I got no, no. She said no, no, not her. Atlanta said no, no, not her. All right. But the anointing will cause you to be a new person. So don't get frustrated when the people that you hung around with don't know that new person. Anybody ever encountered that? When your friend, your friend said, "You think you holy? Just agree with me. Yes, I am." They watch you. So you can't go to the same stuff you used to go to when you under the anointing. So the stuff you used to go to, uh-oh, the stuff you used and empowers you. So as a counselor, I'm doing stuff that I never studied for. Some of the, the, the techniques and, and the stuff that God gives me, it's like I didn't study that. But he's empowering me. He's advancing me. Because he knows who's going to come in the session next. As a pastor, I'm doing stuff that I never thought about doing. Being on TV. I mean, this virus changed services for a lifetime. And man, I had to roll with the punches. You, you want me to do what? Then I just went back to the anointing. Me and the anointing talked to us. Said, okay, okay, anointing, you, you heard what they say they want me to do? But the anointing sees past where you are. So if it knows that you're studying, going to nursing school, it knows you got to have a computer. It knows you need time at the library. You follow me? So that brother's going to give his testimony soon about how God called him to go back to college. But see, the anointing was already advancing him. The anointing was already empowering him. So moms, I, I'm just, just asking mom, just take a break. Just, just breathe out. If, if you're mom, just breathe out for a second. Just, just take a deep breath. I'm just showing you how to breathe out because, you know, some of y'all want to be cool with y'all stuff. <sighs> See, could y'all hear that breathe? <sighs> Mom going through stuff. Y'all understand? Moms and dads are different. Okay, all right. Uh, somebody in the congregation said Barry. <laughs> so if y'all don't mind, I'm going to stop for a second under the anointing. I want to pray for moms. So, so mom, where you are, would you stand up? Even if um, I'm watching you on TV or you, you're on the internet and you're in, enjoying the service on social media, just go ahead and stand up and receive this. So moms, I don't want you to pray with me. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Moms will be praying with you. So like, they, they need help. He, he need help. So repeat it. No, just, just listen to what I'm saying. So Father, in the name of Jesus, I just bind that spirit that says I have to fix it all. That everything is under my control. I have to do this. I have to do that. I just speak rest to their minds because when they go to bed at night, they already have the list of everything that it has to get done. I thank you in advance that I just speak order to the list. I speak rest to them. I thank you in advance that whatever I speak to depression and I command it to dissipate and disappear. I speak to worry and I say you have no right, no authority. But I speak rest from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet. I speak to their bodies and I command the pain that's operating in their body because they operate from a different place. And I just thank you in advance that your grace and your mercy has empowered them.
to be able to rest, enter into rest during this time of pandemic, where, where they have to homeschool, where they cook, where they do, well, moms, you know what you do. And Father, I just call forth help, help to manifest itself. But I thank you most of all that when it comes, they'll receive it. In Jesus' name, amen. Because y'all know what that means. Y'all have a seat. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Help come. Hey, sus, I want to invite you to dinner. You know, I tell you what, I'll give you the money. What would you like to eat? They, they give you what? No, 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 no. No, that's too expensive. Who are you to judge another man's servant? It's up to God whether they stand or whether they fall. But he causes them to stand. And let, let me go back and mind my own business, all right? What else does the anointing do? We're talking about the benefit because everybody might want to know what the benefits are. Whenever we buy something, get something, we always want to know what the benefit is because we want to know, is it worth our time? Uh-oh, y'all ready for this? The anointing attracts resources and destiny helpers to you. Look at the people in the congregation. All those were resources, are resources and destiny helpers for chosen generation ministries. You're getting ready to start a business. Their God is going to place resources and destiny helpers to help you do what he's called you to. I had a young man come into my office uh, about two weeks ago and said, God has laid you on my heart. He says, I watch this ministry as I drive by. I watch the people, how orderly they are, how they do this. I, I, I just watch and I'm amazed. I went to your website and I checked it out at Chosen Chosen Generation Ministries, and, and I checked it out, and, and he says, what do you need? Is that a resource? Is that a destiny helper? What, didn't want to see me virtual. He said, can I see you in person? Because when you're giving out money, you want to see them in person. So that's one of the things he did. Other things, help with the uh, food bank. Employee, look, looking for employment. Say, look, I watch your people. I need three of them. I want to hire them. One young lady, $50 an hour. Is that a, a resource? Is that a destiny helper? So that's what the anointing does. This young man going to give his testimony. Got teachers saying, when you go to class next semester, make sure you take my class. Now, why would she tell them to take her class? Because at the end of it, she's going to promote them. I'm just talking about the anointing, the benefits of staying in your lane in the anointing. Because, you know, we like to do a lot of stuff. We like to help God. How many of y'all? Now, 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 okay, I got one person. Raise your hand for the question was even finished. How many of us try to help God? Raise your hand. All right, I'm just checking around, see whether we got any liars in here. Okay. Porter, what's that? that that's a halfway? Okay, he raised. He raised. All right. We're we going to help God. God's sending us resources, but no, God, I don't like her. Have y'all ever been blessed by people who don't like you? Yeah. People would slam money in my hand. When I open it up, does it still spin? Yeah. <laughs> I say, thank you. They mad, man. That's their issue, because I'm under the anointing. <laughs> the anointing will cause people to favor your cause. You into something? Hey, man, what can I do to help? How, how can I help you out? Now, the top people, they stay with you. The bottom people, the anointing will cause people to favor your cause. They are there for a moment in time. They, they might be driving by and pull over and say, hey, look, what, what you need? So it's two, ty two different types. Can you get blessed by both? Yeah. Okay. 
Sean, young man, worked with another person at another job, and then when she got promoted to this job, then she came looking for who? Okay. But it appears as if she was gone. Hmm. That's all I got to say. A lot of resources that, that a lot of clients that I have are referred by other clients. You follow me? That, that, that's what I'm talking about. People will favor your cost. Now it's to the point where I'm getting clients that I don't even know. But that's okay because they need help, right? I'm just talking about the anointing. The anointing makes you the head and not the tail. Uh-oh. Guys, why are we complaining about being promoted? If he say, says that we're not the head, he calls us the head and not the tail. That's leadership. That's management. That's what he's calling you to. He's calling you to entrepreneurship. He's calling you to things that you've never done before. But he's trained you because you are to be the head. The head makes what? Decisions that impact the, the body. So when he wants to promote you, Top Gun, that's because he sees you as the head. He said, now, now you started at such and such level, but I'm promoting you, Wayne. I'm promoting you, people. So if it looks like it's jacked up, that's because he's preparing you to be able to run it. Y'all know what I'm talking about. It seems chaotic. These people don't have stuff together. They, they, they should do it this, this way. If they don't listen to it, you just keep it. Because when you get your own, don't repeat their mistake. Amen? So I'm just telling you, the anointing makes you the head and not the tail. And when you get time, if you're wondering why you've been to tell, ask them what's going on. Because see, can I be honest with y'all? This is church. This is Sunday. The Holy Spirit not going to let you mess up somebody else's stuff. The times that we were supposed to be training and we decided that it wasn't our job, that was the time he wanted to check your attitude, teach you something new so that he could promote you. They'll just, okay, I talk about this. They'll say, go ahead. All right? Because you got to check, find out. Everything God, God is in everything that will cause us to give him glory. One of the jobs I worked at where they fired this guy, sexual harassment. The last thing he said on the way out. Now, you would think he would say something about the company, something about such and such. He, he told me, he said, I never understood you. He said, I did things to you, but you would never, ever respond to the things I did. His last words out the job was, I never understood you. Because when I would go on vacation, he wouldn't photograph my stuff. He would go on vacation, I would photograph his stuff, because stuff had to get done. But see, I wasn't working for him, I was working for him. You follow me? So let me keep on going, talking about the anointing. Y'all got it? Y'all got it? The anointing raises your worship to God. So if you wonder why the worshipers look at you kind of funny because you're not worshiping, it's because they under the anointing to worship God. And they know what God has done for them, and they're looking at you and wondering why, well, why are they still sitting there? Now, you can sit any way you want, but if, something, if your team wins, do you stand up? I mean, they keep playing this video of this guy, I think it was Alabama, Jumping over a guy that was coming to tackle. I mean, they played that thing about six times. 
But Jesus can heal you. What? You financially broken. But, but we can't tell nobody about that. I did that. How you do it? You were broke. Your mindset was jacked up. You know what jacked up means, right? Lord, I mean, don't even call on Lord. No, that's right. You blame the Lord. Anybody ever blame the Lord? I see two people just being honest. Three, four. Blame the Lord. So how God going to bless you, you blame him. Because of his unconditional love, he say they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> Same way Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. When we talk against him, he said, that's all right, that's all right. I have unconditional love towards my brother and sister, my son and daughter. So I tell you what, I'm going to go ahead and bless them anyway. And then they act funny with it, too. Oh, yeah, let me keep on going, talk about the anointing. But it raises your worship. The anointing will locate the missing blessings in your life. You ever lost something? Anybody misplaced their keys before? Okay, and then you say, Holy Spirit, where are my keys at? And the keys pop up. You know you look right there. How did the key get there? The anointing will find your, your missing blessings. The anointing will cause people to come back in your life just to bless you. Tell you, man, this thing is something. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we, we command angels to go forth and bring our blessings to us. That they went missing. And we just call them forth right now in Jesus' name. Y'all ready to receive it? Yes. So we receive it right now in Jesus' name. And we're not going to ask no questions. If the person, we lost our wallet and they bring it back and they put more money in it, that's acceptable. But we're not going to ask them, where did you get that? When they bring it to it, Father, we're just going to receive it in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen? Let's see what else. So stand in your lane. All right? I, might, uh, I got about four minutes. Stand in our lane, our anointing. So I want to talk about product enter into next week. Well, Atlanta, you still be here. You won't be next week. Just make sure you watch the show. Just watch the show. All right. <laughs> so so you, you got to know what your anointing is. My anointing is in pastoring. I'm anointed to pastor. One of the signs you'll know that you're anointed in an area is when you don't mind spending time doing it. My wife will have to say, honey, uh, you coming home anytime soon? Your anointing, you, you forget where you are and how much time you're in. And I'm going to go over those signs in a few minutes, but we'll run out of time before then. Uh, I'm anointed a pastor. I'm anointed as a counselor, and I'm, I'm a, what's considered a trauma specialist. So what that is is if you're stuck and you can't get past that area, I'm the guy you call. You just can't get past that area. You keep thinking the same thoughts, or you can't move forward. You can't operate in forgiveness. You have trauma issues. Trauma goes in, and it creates wounds that won't close up. My anointing is in a behavior science. So I like to get into the mind and find out why you're thinking that way, why are you moving that way, why are you responding that way in different areas. And so the technique that God showed me, he said, Perfect love casts out all fear. In trauma, what I do is I go back to the place of wherever there's trauma, there's no love in that area for God. Amen? Because you say perfect fear casts out all fear. So if there's trauma in a specific area, this is the technique he gave me. Go find the source of that trauma, the age of that trauma. And then I introduce God into that area. Okay? So behavior science and coaching. Also in relationships. I love relationships because relationships are special. Y'all, y'all, anybody ever had special relationships? Don't raise your hand at this one. Anybody got special relationship now? Don't raise your hand. Don't raise, don't, don't raise your hand. And look straight ahead. If you're with your spouse or your family, don't, don't look. Just, just look straight ahead. 
Okay, <laughs> just look straight ahead. So I'm gonna stop right here. So I like to have every head bowed and every eye closed because we want to talk about the relationship that you have or don't have with the Lord Jesus Christ. So he suffered and he died and he was born. We just celebrated Christmas. He was born so that we would have the ability to accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and our life be changed forever. That we would know where we would spend eternity. So if that's you and you want to start a new relationship for a new year, just repeat after me. Father, in the name of Jesus. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Your word says in Acts 2.21, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Jesus, I call on your name now. I ask you to come into my heart. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Therefore, according to your word, I am now saved in Jesus' name. Guys, all you have to do is go to ChosenRVA.com and go to the salvation section. And there's three, three lessons that, that are being taught there so that you will know exactly what it is that just took place in your life. Thank you for joining us. Please visit our website, ChosenRVA.com, and check in with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at ChosenRVA. We hope you'll join us again soon.